Alright, so here's another video that I know will do well in the algorithm because anytime you ever put something along the lines of when you're 20, you should... It's going to do well. And then you combine that with lists. Beautiful thing. Double whammy. Let's get stuck into it. These are five things that you have to complete by the time you're 30. Alright, let's start with number one that I've written on this Rego sticker envelope. You've always got to be prepared. This is amazing. This is the most amount of effort I've ever put into one of these videos. So if you're clicking on for the first time, just know that it gets way cheaper than this most of the time. All right, number one, acquire good habits and eliminate bad habits. That's what I think you should be focusing on for the first decade. Having been at the light at the end of the tunnel, getting towards my 30s, I now look back at it and I realize that even if I didn't complete the rest of the four goals. So you could even just skip at this point if you want. Just switch off after you hear this. If you purposely set your mind on focusing on a single habit that you want to eliminate and replace with a good one. So for instance, classic, because this is YouTube. Pretty much everyone here, much like if you walk into a casino and they're all pokey addicts, you're all obsessed with computer games. What's bad about a computer game? It naturally sets into your brain, it taps into that part of your brain that is obsessed with acquiring goals because that is what the human brain is designed to do, which is acquire things. So in the ancient world, you'd be walking around and then you just be like, I'm hungry. So your brain is just like, food, food, gotta get the food. But now, because that's just, your food is those Cheetos that you're eating while you're playing whatever you're into these days. Is it, is it Donkey Kong Country? You know, whatever video games that you play. This is the thing, I don't even know what the video game world is like anymore, except for the Spyro's coming out, and then I just thought, well, that's the end of my 30s then. I'm just going to have to play the remake of that and relive my childhood, because I'm one of those sad people who's like, no way, the guys from Chief TV are back. So, what happens is that if you start playing computer games, it taps into the part of your brain that thinks it's achieving goals, and it is very good at doing that. So the same thing with Facebook. It taps into the part of your brain that thinks that you're being social when you're actually not. And it replaces good endorphins with bad dopamine, which just makes you obsessed with clicking over it over and over again. Video games work in a similar way, which is that it makes you feel like if you're playing Rome Total War, for instance, that I'm the emperor of the known universe. But it's kind of getting you out of the reality because when you're, when you're playing that game, do you actually think about the fact that Zambia exists? No, because all you've got is that small little map of Europe. So you think that that's it. And then and on top of that, on top of that, it tricks you into thinking you're a king, despite the fact you've done nothing. You probably haven't even gotten laid yet. That's why I think that you should move away from video games. What should you replace video games with? Reading for an hour a day. That will make you a real life king, 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 which is nowhere near as glamorous, glamorous, glamorous. Well, in a way, actually, I think it is because not even the richest man in Rome could watch Love Island because TVs didn't exist back then. Makes you think, doesn't it? And it's, that's the other thing, right, is that it just glorifies this reality that never existed in the first place. I can guarantee you being an emperor back then would probably be shittier than what it is now because it's just like, well, I've got a rotten tooth and I'm king of the known universe and there's nothing I can do about that. So I think that what you should do is write down a list of things that you think that you should eliminate out of your life that you know are bad for you. You know these things are bad for you. So... For instance, 
that month because it was just no nut November. I was just like, I could do it, I could no nut. And I didn't no nut. And you know what happened after that? I went back and nutted and looked at porn and then I was just like, yeah, probably should have stopped doing this at 15. <laughs> You know, it was another habit that is just completely eliminated and as a result my days are better. Anybody that says that there's bullshit pseudoscience that's attached to it, cool, maybe it's not proven, but see if it works for you. That's what I'm saying. If you think that video games make you more productive, hey, more power to you. And I suppose that's why you are playing a lot of computer games, because you live in fantasy land. But the thing is that what you should be doing is thinking constantly, what habits can I eliminate that are detracting from my life and what habits are improving my life? Reading, exercising, meditation. Those are, the, those are the primary ones. Eating more vegetables. These are all habits that you have to instill into yourself so it just becomes pe pe perpetual and your brain just automatically goes instead of going, oh, don't do the word again. Instead of that, it just goes, don't you get fit? That's the difference. Okay? So that's number one. Number two, moving on. Now, there's no time to argue. We're, we're, we're very busy here, Rego Stickers. I've got, I've, got, I've got a lot on my mind. It's Christmas. I haven't done my shopping. Uh, find a bigger purpose to serve. It's so good that I can't even read my own writing. And I think I might also be dyslexic. Such a mess. Help me! <laughs> the guy that's doing the self-help channel, please help. Uh, yeah, find a bigger purpose to serve. Crucial. Crucial. There's all these people that come up to me all the time ever since I started doing this self-help channel. Now they start coming up to me on the street, which is the same thing that happened with Friendly Geordies. And... Which I am a YouTube creator of, and you should check that out, by the way. That's, that's the main source of the cash cow. This is kind of just a passion project, if you will. But the thing is, people come up to me all the time now, and they're always just going, I need help. I feel so sad in life. I'm so lost. It's like, what, what happened to you? I lost my job. Duh. You know what? Honestly, yes, I understand that that is crippling. Uh, but then you ask, what was your job? I worked at Cotton On. You know, the problem that what happens is if you don't focus on something that's bigger than yourself in life, 99% of depression is directly linked to you thinking about yourself and what you don't have. So what happens is when you connect into something that is bigger than you, not only do you become this little petty piece of shit, again, why does everybody hate social justice warriors? Because at the end of the day, it's just narcissism. People just sitting there going, and look, let's go this further because social justice warriors doesn't talk about white people, which are the real problem. <laughs> but, you know, like, honestly, it's just all identity politics. It's the same cause of why all of those people are annoying, and it is narcissism. They're sitting there thinking that they are the biggest victims on earth. Why? Because they're sitting there and focusing on what they don't have, as opposed to focusing on the things that they do have, which is the fact that they live in the developed world, in the most prosperous and human advanced point in human history. Pretty sweet deal. And instead of focusing on that, they sit there and they're just like, somebody wrote an article that was slightly offensive and not really directed at me. And so they get, uh, they get focused on that, and that is a waste of life. You know what stops you from focusing on that? The thing that really helped me, I think, my religion, if you will, is focusing on politics. Because when you actually focus on politics, you just get rid of the identity part out of it, and you just focus on what do 
Uh, what are the things that everyone can agree on that are going to make the world a better place? And there is a lot that never gets focused on because the media wants to divide everybody into small groups so that they can sell them shit. <laughs> Basically, they just want their little target demographic audience that they could talk to, and then they just, and then as soon as they just go like, uh, how about we uh, just uh, figure out superannuation place? No, 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 we're not going to be doing that because uh, Industry First is uh, one of our sponsors. So no, 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 we won't be talking about that. But the thing is. But there are these huge things that everybody agrees on that I think are really important and would make this country a better place for everyone. That's what I focus on. As a result of that, I think that I'm not sad anywhere near as much as the vast majority of my other friends who don't. And you know what else happens is that when you don't focus on something bigger, you don't aspire to be anything bigger. And so you start just festering in your own sorrow and guilt and about how, how hard life is on you. And the fact of the reality is what that guy that wrote QI said is right. Self-pity is the last refuge of assholes. You know, when you, fo you there's, life is all about focus. Whatever you focus on is what you feel. Tony Robbins, look it up. And the thing is, when you focus on something small, you achieve small things. Another great quote of his. Look, everyone's always paying him out for quoting himself in his own books, but dude, who comes up with quotes like this? Most people major in minor things. The thing is, when you think about bigger things than yourself, you, you yourself start to expand. As a result of doing this politics thing, I'm now an employer. What? Most of my friends still barely like make above minimum wage. Still. Still. I'm paying people above minimum wage to do something of significance for the country. That's the difference. You know what all that was? It was thinking bigger. All right, next thing. So again, like find a purpose that is bigger than you and devote your life to that. Th that is really what you should be doing as a human being as well. If you have the ability to communicate and to manipulate the environment around you, you should be attempting to manipulate that environment for the better, not sitting there and draining its resources like a leech. angry at you people, my own audience. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right, so what have we got next? Uh, understand that life is easy on you if you are hard on yourself. Great Zig Ziglar quote. Life is easy on you if you're hard on yourself and life is hard on you if you're easy on yourself. That becomes more and more apparent to me as the years roll by because I've been out of high school for quite a while now. And then I look at the people that have had the easy life. And they look like they've had an easy life. Life is hard on them. They look like they're 50 years old now. And there's no going back from it. They have missing teeth. They uh, can't run anymore. They're still in their 20s. And they're just like, I think I'm just going to have to wait until the next month. I'll have to spend the shitty amount of money that I earn each week on an Uber. I can't even wait for the bus. I need to sit down. Pathetic. You know what that is a result of? It is a result of them going out and partying and taking drugs and taking the easy route to feeling good. Sacrifice feeling good in the moment for feeling good in the long run. As a result of that, not only is this going to have a better impact on the rest of society, but on top of it, it is going to have a better impact on you, health-wise. The, the, the pinnacle of everything. What can you do without it? <laughs> when did I turn into an 80-year-old just in that last sentence? But they're right. What do you have without your health? And this is what the thing is, is when you sit there and you're able to deny yourself from eating that cake, or if you're denying yourself from eating those, what, what are some other things that people eat that are bad? Pop-tarts. Mm. Don't eat them. 
You should be rewarding yourself for that because you chose the hard path, which is to eat a banana. I know, it's slightly less sweet. <laughs> but it's the road less traveled. And it is. You know what is really odd? I was watching somebody the other day walking down the street eating a cucumber. I've done it myself. When I saw someone else do it, I was just like, oh my God, why isn't that a Twix bar? Think about, th that is the norm in this society, to eat shit. And when somebody eats something that is healthy for you, everybody, have you seen this in your own group of friends where you're just like, I'll have the salad. It's like, mmm, the salad. Maybe not. Maybe there is some chicks from the eastern suburbs that are watching this at all and they're just like, no, the weird thing is that I ordered anything. But you know, look, again, the point is, be hard on yourself and life will be easy on you. That is a great philosophy to live by. Thank you very much, Zig Ziglar. I don't even know if you're alive or not anymore, but I'm assuming you're not because you were a very old man when I saw it and was in the 80s, rest in peace. Number four. Set goals. Oh God, I'm so bored of talking about this. This isn't even my main gig. I feel really sorry for self-help coaches. That must be the, the bane of their existence over and over again. People going like, I've got plans, man, but did you write them down? Because until they're plans, they'll just remain dreams. That's the difference. A goal is a plan, more or less. The reason people are afraid of putting down goals is because they're like, what if, happens if I don't achieve it? Well, then you didn't achieve it, did you? But what I can guarantee you is that you move towards it because you wrote it down. That's crucial, that's cool. And it's also a really good habit to get into because the recent studies show, and by recent I mean again the 1980s because it's my favorite genre of self-help. It's like music, man, it peaked then, Motley Crue. <laughs> you know, goals is what is the pinnacle. Like, okay, you are 10 times more likely to complete your goal if you write it down. If it's in your head, you don't. Why? Because it keeps reminding you over and over that just the very fact of writing it down strengthens that thought and says to your brain that this is important. And if you keep writing that goal down over and over again, if you just write it down at the beginning of every day and it just maintains in the front, forefront of your mind, you will subconsciously start moving towards it. That is an exciting thing to grasp, right? So then the next thing is, and this is number five, which is that make sure that you do something towards that goal every single day. Every day. It's a 24-7 hustle, yo. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be online every, every second of your life. I mean, look, I preach these things all the time. I waste a lot of time as well. Look, look, forbidden bridge and dirty clothes over there that I need to get rid of, right? I played it instead. I played a, I played a board game aimed at six-year-olds just 20 minutes ago before this. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, but the thing is, a lot of the time, far more than most people, I am on task. And you can see it as a result of looking at my YouTube channel because there is a lot of research that goes into that and the jokes. The, the joke work in it is a lot more complicated. Why? Because I'm spending a lot of time on it and it shows. And it doesn't mean it's ever going to be the most popular channel of all time, specifically because it's aimed directly at Australians and it has a strong flavor. So obviously you've discarded a lot of people, but the thing is that the audience there is going to be consistent. And that's all I wanted out of life. That had to be on commercial radio, but that was when commercial radio was cool. Now that you listen to it without Hamish and Andy and you're just like, mm, it's pretty sad. Oh, Kyle and Jackie are still doing a good job. Fight me about it. I know that everyone here is just going to like, yeah, 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 you trash. Like, yeah, but talking about sex and how big someone's cock is, is the pinnacle of that medium. And that's where it deserves to be. But the thing is now, obviously everything's cool and it's on the net. And so life has changed. My goals have changed as a result of that and also the fact that I've clearly destroyed any chance of that happening. But 
I really enjoy where I'm at now because I feel like I'm serving a bigger purpose. And these five traits that I've just made, that I've just named before, all working in conjunction, I think works in a way that is good for everybody. In that, if you start thinking about this, and you start thinking about things that are bigger than you that you can serve, not only does it make you a happier person, it makes other people a happier person, and as a result of that, they're going to give you things. It's the result, it's, it's the law of reciprocation, which is that if you help someone else out, they're gonna help you. If you sit there and complain about how shit your life is, people are gonna sit there and talk about how shit you are to give you more shit to complain about. It's just whatever you focus on expands. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this. Click subscribe and like. Press like, you lazy, lazy cunts. I'm sick of these videos getting half the amount of likes that Friendly Geordies does in comparison to the amount of things. What? Just because I spend 10 minutes of it, you think it's not worth liking. Is that it? Fair enough. <laughs> See ya.